Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. This episode is being recorded on Wednesday, August 28th of 2019. And uh, once again, we have a lot of stuff to cover. Um, we're going to go over some interesting changes that we've seen happen with uh, some Google properties um, and also some minor algorithm updates, uh, a really significant update if you are a coupon site. So I'm going to go into some changes with that. Um, and I want to talk as well about, you might have heard of this situation that's happening with Dejon SEO getting an unnatural links penalty. Um, Dan Petrovic has been very uh, public about this. And so um, normally I would not want to talk about a particular website's penalty, um, but I think he's given us permission to do that. We're not working with him, uh, but I have some things to, to talk about in regards to that. So let's get right into it and start talking about what Google is doing. Um, as we usually report on algorithm updates, I do think something happened around August 19th to 21st. We have a number of sites in our um, profile that we look at that uh, uh, have changes at that time. Um, one little pattern that we're seeing in these sites is that um, there may be a link component to whatever Google just changed. So if you are seeing significant changes around August 20th or give or so, give or take a day or so, um, I really would look at your links. I, I mean, we don't have a lot of evidence to uh, to back this up, um, but uh, at this point, my suspicion is there's a link-related thing. In newsletter, and I should mention this is episode 98 of Search News You Can Use if you want to um, find that at mariehaines.com slash newsletter, we've included an image of uh, some Google organic traffic from a client of ours. Now, um, so this client, we filed the disavow for them in uh, early August. I want to say it was around the 8th of August or so. Uh, and, um, and then just on August 22nd, they saw this massive increase of about 100% in uh, Google organic traffic. And it appears to be across the board. I don't think it's a seasonal thing for them. Um, I don't think it's a viral spike, although that is a possibility. Uh, now, the thing is, though, that we did other things for this site as well. Uh, this is a medical site, um, and we had recommended a huge number of changes all in the area of trust. So what we don't know is um, whether the increases that were seen by this site are due to Google reassessing their link profile and saying, hey, now we can trust this site. Um, or maybe, you know, we built up other elements of trust or we helped them to do that in uh, the way that they reference their content and just a, a number of different things that I've been talking about for, for months and months now. And if, you know, you can find our post um, on EAT, which is probably the best place to start if you're wondering what kind of changes we made, uh, mariehaines.com slash EAT. We'll give you a lot of information and other things you can read on that. Um, and so what we don't know is, you know, maybe the changes that we've made uh, combined with the link disavow was just enough to push the site into a threshold of, of trust that uh, Google actually trusts. And, um, and you know, I think that they probably were suppressed before uh, this, uh, all these changes happened. So, I mean, this is just one site. Uh, we have a few other sites that they've seen a bit of an increase after filing a disavow uh, recently, but nothing this specific spectacular for the last little while. So um, again, I can't say that this is 100% from filing the disavow, but uh, it's very interesting. Um, and so it, it kind of goes to show you that uh, Google's looking at a number of things in terms of quality. 
I want to talk a bit about um, a situation that we mentioned in the last couple of episodes, uh, but I don't think I fully understood it, and I'm still not completely understanding it. Um, Google put out an announcement a couple of weeks ago saying that they were going to start taking a look at businesses that were renting subdomains, uh, and that um, you know if you had content that was hosted on somebody else's subdomain, that it may not perform as well as it has been. So uh, there's a Twitter user and it's an anonymous account uh, run by somebody called Lois H um, that has actually, uh, and we've linked to this account in newsletter, uh, and this person has written a, um, a really good post on Medium about uh, what they think is happening. And I think they're right. Um, what we're seeing is a lot of coupon sites are doing this renting of subdomains. So here's an example. If you go to coupons.cnn.com, you'll see a whole uh, section of CNN.com that's dedicated to coupons. Now, there's a disclaimer at the top of this that says, and I, I don't have it right in front of me, but it basically says, even though this is on the CNN site and CNN gets some revenue from this, uh, this portion of the site is run by its global something. Uh, it's a, a very large couponing um, business. And so um, now the interesting thing is that from what I can see, that particular subdomain on CNN has not seemed to suffer so far. Um, what this Twitter account, Lois H., was saying is that they're noticing uh, a lot of the big players in coupons who have been sort of renting subdomains like this are seeing massive, massive drops. Uh, and those drops seem to be happening around August 26th. So I don't have any, uh, I don't think we have any current clients who are in that situation. Um, but I think that uh, it's something worth paying attention to. So if you are um, either a coupon site or a, or a business that's in this uh, sort of thing where you've, you know, you've, you've paid money to be hosted on somebody else's domain uh, and now you're seeing drops, it may be that you were getting an artificial boost before um, and Google you know, was ranking you more highly because of the authority of the domain that you're in. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, I should mention before we go much further about our contest, uh, I've mentioned this for the last few weeks. If you are a newsletter subscriber, we're running two different contests. One is, uh, all of our free subscribers that sign up from this point, uh, I think it was from a few weeks ago, uh, until September 11th, which is our 100th episode, then uh, you can win a free one-year paid subscription to our newsletter. And if you're uh, a paid subscriber, no matter whether you sign up now or you've signed up a long time ago, um, you can potentially win a life li lifetime subscription as a paid subscriber. So uh, there's information in newsletter about that. Um, and so, uh, you know, I would encourage you to uh, to sign up for a newsletter. Um, we were getting so much great feedback from this. This started as a solo venture for me that I really just wanted to stay up to date with everything Google was doing. And then it turns out that it actually takes more than one person <laughs> to stay on top of what Google's doing, unless you're Barry Schwartz. I think he's some type of superhuman uh, that can write about all things all day long and still run a company <laughs> at the same time. Um, but we get really, really good feedback. And so a thank you for everybody who has commented that uh, newsletter has helped you because um, we really, really enjoy doing it and we appreciate your kind words too. Uh, so um, speaking of our company, uh, we've been talking and I promised that every week we'll give you a bit of an update on our 
Wix competition. Um, I won't go over all the rules and the reason why we're doing it. I've said that in the last couple of podcast episodes, uh, but we're doing pretty well. So, so far, our site, uh, the idea is we are running the Wixlovers.com. And just in case anybody new is listening, there are still SEO issues. Uh, it's Wix, uh, sorry, Wixseolovers.com. There are still SEO issues with Wix, but we are managing to be able to rank this site that we're running. Um, we're competing against the WixSEOHaters.com. And right now, uh, so the winner is whoever ranks for the term WixSEO, whoever ranks higher uh, at a date in December is going to win a whole bunch of money. Um, and right now we're at the top of page four for that term and they're at the bottom. So uh, we're getting there. You know, our plan from here is we're still producing great content. There's a new post uh, that's up on the website this week uh, written by one of our employees, Dylan, who has written about 301 redirects. And this is not just for Wix sites. It's, um, you know, if you have any questions from beginner to advanced, uh, there's a good chance that they're covered in, in this post. So our tactic is to write really good content for this site. Now, this is why it's challenging sometimes to rank a brand new site because the amount of effort that we're putting into ranking this site is really big. Um, and really, if you cost it out, uh, at our team hourly rate, we'll probably end up taking a loss even if we win this competition. Like We're, we're putting a lot of time into this. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, we've got um, some outreach happening where we're hoping to drum up some press. And, um, you know, we're, we're managing to get a few links here and there. And I think you'll see that our rankings will continue to, uh, to climb. Um, one thing that we are doing with our Wix site, that uh, if you are running a business that actually uses a Wix website... We would love to hear from you. Uh, I think there is something in the newsletter, but you can reach out to me on Twitter as well, uh, or even to our Wix SEO Lovers Twitter account, uh, and let us know, because we want to actually write some blog posts about successful sites with Wix, um, and that can be an opportunity for your business to get uh, uh, featured online as well. So please do let us know if you have a website that is running well on Wix. Um, let's see, Google Search Console API has changed a little bit uh, in terms of apps. If you are using the Search Console API to measure app traffic, uh, you're going to find that a lot of this data is not there anymore. Um, so there's more information. Google has written a post on the Webmaster Central blog on that. But if you're wondering where your data has gone, um, re-apps, uh, then uh, it, Google is no longer providing that um, as far as I can see in Search Console. Let's talk a little bit about uh, featured snippet anchors. I think that's what we're going to call them now. Uh, Glenn Gabe was the one who first reported seeing this. Uh, there's um, a feature that is soon going to be available to everybody. Right now, I feel like, uh, I think Google has said this is a test where it's only affecting 5% of users. Um, and what you can do is you can actually use a feature in Chrome um, to link to just a particular word on a page. And um, it turns out that now Glenn is seeing this happening in some featured snippets. Uh, so that's really interesting that um, you can do this. Uh, it's still very much in the testing phase. Those of you, I know some of you who are listening to this, you spend a lot of time trying to win featured snippets. So that's something that I think you should be paying attention to. Um, because the more we can do to tell Google like, hey, people have this question and it's on this particular part of our 
our page where the answer is. Uh, I think that that's a great thing for all of us to be doing. Uh, there was another great video by John Mueller uh, from the Ask Google Webmasters uh, series where he was talking about mobile-first indexing. Now, for most of you, the information in this video is probably um, a repeat, uh, probably stuff that you know already, but um, a couple of interesting things. Uh, first thing I would want to point out is, I think most of you know this, but there still is a lot of confusion, that mobile-first indexing is not the same thing as mobile friendliness. Um, and just because your site is mobile-friendly doesn't mean that it, it's going to make it any faster to move to mobile-first indexing. And if you haven't moved to mobile-first indexing, it doesn't necessarily mean there's a problem with your site. At last I heard, I think Google had moved 50% of sites over to mobile-first indexing which means that 50% of the sites out there have not been moved. Um, so don't worry if you haven't been moved. Uh, I just um, realized too, a lot of people, uh, two people asked me this today, so I'll mention it in podcast. If you're not sure if you've been moved to mobile first indexing, you can go to Search Console and um, there will be, for some sites, a pop-up that appears in the bottom right corner of Search Console that says, you've been moved to mobile-first indexing on this date. But if you don't have that pop-up because maybe somebody dismissed it, um, then uh, you can actually go in the left sidebar, you'll see Settings. And it's very clear. It'll say uh, crawling is done on, I think it's Googlebot for smartphone. And it says the change happened on such and such date. So um, that's interesting to know. The other thing that was uh, interesting from this video is that uh, Google does not have any intention of providing uh, an opt-in or an opt-out of mobile-first indexing. This is a change that they want to do. They want to make it so that there's just one index. They don't want to have a separate process for mobile sites as opposed to desktop. So um, it's something that's happening and we need to be paying attention to it. And you really can't opt out of it in any sort of way. Even if your site is completely desktop, Google will still want to index it uh, by looking at what mobile sites would see on that site. So something to, 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 to know at least. Um, let's see, there was a little bit of information here from the Google Webmasters Twitter account on how to handle sponsored content. So somebody asked um, Google, does having affiliate links on my website reduce the ranking, uh, even if my content is relevant and good for the user? And here's what Google said, having affiliate links is fine, the important part is the rest of your website, how, oh, the important part is the rest of your website. How users convert into customers is secondary. We recommend using rel equals no follow for affiliate links. So for those of you who are using affiliate links, it's pretty unlikely that Google is going to demote a site because it says, ah, these are affiliate links. It must be a low quality site. What it's looking for is do you have, does it make sense for your page to be ranked amongst all of the the other affiliates of this product. So let's say, you know, you're an affiliate for a company that sells fancy shoes and you're one of thousands of affiliates uh, and you have a page that is, here's how you buy these shoes and here's our affiliate link. Well, why would Google want to rank that above another site that or above the actual site um, or above another site that's got like a video of the shoes and reviews of them and um, ideas on how to decorate them and like all these things. So I know that's hard because a lot of you that have affiliate sites um, are trying to do things on a large scale and writing a massive post about all the helpful things about every single product that you're recommending can be a challenge. The problem is though that if um, you want to outrank Google or outrank Google, 
outrank, uh, you know, other sites doing the same thing. You have to be providing value and value that is not, you know, I see all sorts of people that say, well, my site's valuable because people can find information all on one page as opposed to searching around. You know, think of yourself. If you were buying a product, would you want to buy it from a no-name website you've never heard of that does reviews? Or would you find your information on that website and then just go buy it on Amazon anyways? And if most people are going to go to one of the big brands to buy things, it can be challenging to write content that ranks. So I don't think affiliate content is being demoted just because there are links to affiliate uh, products. Uh, But I think that it can be very challenging to write content with affiliate links in it unless you can find a a unique angle that actually truly adds value uh, for people. Uh, Somebody was asking John Mueller about a structured data uh, penalty. Uh, The question was, is there a possibility to get a penalty by an error in structured data on a page? Um, And so what John said is that, I mean, certainly you can get structured data penalties, um, but he said it's only when the structured data is not compliant with Google's guidelines. Um, Having invalid markup wouldn't cause a manual action there. Uh, We've talked in the past about reasons for structured data penalties. Uh, One of the most common ones is that you're marking up pages with review schema so that you can get stars in the search results, but um, there actually aren't uh, any products on that page or it's third-party data. So you you need to be, if you're using reviews, you need to have a place where users can actually leave a review on that page, um, and those things can cause penalties. The interesting thing, though, about a structured data penalty is from what I can see, when you get one of these penalties, all it does is it removes your rich results. So you won't have any of those stars in the search results anymore. Um, But once you remove what you were doing, they all come back again. So I have yet to see a case where there's actually a ranking demo Now, maybe there could be fewer clicks because uh, those review stars might be driving some clicks. But uh, for the most part, you're not going to get a ranking demotion. So I'm not encouraging you all to go out and just start spamming your structured data. But if there's something that you're doing where you're just kind of on the fence as to whether it could be seen as unnatural by Google, in regards to structured data, you're probably okay to do some testing there. Um, Because the worst that happens is you lose your snippets and then you can just take away what you were doing and and gain them back again. Um, Let's talk about this situation with uh, Dejan SEO. So most of you have probably heard about this. I usually try not to get involved in Twitter drama, um, but uh, this is really right up our alley. So I thought that I would talk about it. Um, So Dejan SEO is a fairly well-known Australian marketing company. Uh, Dan Petrovic runs it. And um, my apologies if I'm saying your name wrong, Dan. Uh, I've seen you all over the place. I don't know if we've actually um, spoken in real life. Uh, So... They, Dan was very, very public about the fact that they got this unnatural links penalty. So my first thought was, well, yeah, you're probably buying links. Um, I mean, in almost every case that I've looked at where I've seen a manual action for unnatural links, it's incredibly obvious where the patterns are. Um, and what Google's looking for here is not, oh, you've been spammed by theglobe.com and all of these uh, random spammy directories and Alexa uh, scrapers and, and things like that. That is not going to cause you a manual penalty. What Google's looking for is that you've done something that is actually really helping your rankings, but it goes against their guidelines on what they constitute as a link scheme. Um, And that can be tricky. And they're also looking for it to be done at scale. 
Um, so let's say you went out and you bought a link off of a newspaper or something, and it was a followed link. You know, one followed link is probably not going to get you a penalty. I wouldn't recommend going out and getting a bunch of them. Um, but, you know, one followed link is not going to cause a problem. So I know there were uh, there was a lot of Twitter discussion, and unfortunately, I just didn't have the time to to dig into it more than I did. Um, but I, so Dan published all of his links in Search Console. He published his disavow file, and uh, and he got a lot of good free advice. <laughs> um, but the thing is, a lot of uh, most of us were saying like, really, I don't know why this site had a penalty. So one thing that I found, and I'm sure Dan will be fine with me explaining this because he actually wrote about it in a blog post. We linked to that blog post from newsletter. Um, was an interesting find. There was a PDF on his site that uh, actually originated with at Stanford University. And it was a PDF about a study um, about credibility in marketing. And uh, I think this PDF was part of what Dan calls Lincoln version. It was a test he was doing. From what I understand, and I could be a little bit wrong on this, he... Um, so right now, if you take text from that PDF and you search for it in Google, the first result um, is is basically uh, a link that you click on and it downloads the PDF. Uh, and Google probably doesn't want to rank that number one because, you know, it's frustrating when I just want to read it. I don't want to actually download it. What if I'm on a slow data connection? Like it's just eating up my data. Um, and so it should be fairly easy to outrank that PDF. Uh, and so what Dan did was he um, took a copy of the PDF, hosted it on Dejon SEO, which has fairly good brand authority, a uh, domain authority. And um, and then what was happening was because he had more domain authority than the originating site where it was published, um, the links that were pointing to uh, the original PDF actually started appearing in his search console as pointing to his PDF. Uh, if I understand this right, maybe not all of them, but some of them did. Uh, and so basically, he'd done this really interesting thing where um, he had basically stolen uh, links <laughs> from from a website that deserved it. And then what I noticed, though, because I didn't know all about this experiment, was when you look at uh, just that URL. So we put that URL with the PDF into hrefs.com. And it's got followed links from something like 70 different domains. But a huge number of them are all gained within the same sort of couple week period. Uh, and they're all from other marketing companies. Now, that kind of makes sense, right? Because they're talking about a marketing study. But it's a little bit weird that the study was published like years ago. And now all these different marketing companies are linking out to this PDF. To me, I think it smells a little bit like maybe they were asked to, maybe it's a bit of a, a link scheme. I could also see this happening totally naturally though. So my point in saying all this, because in order for me to dig in deeper, I'd probably need to spend another 10 to 15 hours and, and we're not um, being paid for by Dejan for doing this and... and um, as much as I'd love to dig in, I think there's uh, a lot of other things I need to be spending my time on. Um, but the reason why I'm mentioning this is that Dan is known for doing all sorts of experimentation. And it's fantastic. I, I wish that more people would do this type of thing because I've learned a lot from his experiments. Um, but I also think it's possible that the Dejon SEO site actually benefited from that experimentation and was uh, having their rankings sort of propped up by links that really they didn't deserve. Um, and so this is 
is the type of thing that manual actions are for now. Uh, things like spammy directory links and low-quality article posting and, and stuff like that, Google can find those algorithmically now, and I think they're pretty good at just ignoring those links. So if you get a manual action, it usually means that there's something new going on um, that uh, you just wouldn't want to show the web spam team. So I don't know that we'll ever get a resolution to this problem uh, because what's happened now is um, the whole site is 404-ing, and uh, I think a lot of it is uh, actually redirecting to DejanMarketing.com or something like that. Uh, and so initially I was like, is this a publicity stunt? Were they just going to move anyways? And then uh, uh, they and then they use this because Dan actually reached out to me to say, hey, you linked to us several times. Could you change those links to point to our new site? Um, you know, this could be just a bit of a scheme to get people to update links to uh, their new marketing site. Who knows? Anyways, I thought it was a really interesting situation. Um, the, he did file for reconsideration. Uh, I know there was some discussion. Uh, Christoph Semper um, did a very long uh, article on what he thought were the reasons for this manual action. I actually disagree with most of that. Um, I think he's pointing out a lot of ultra spammy links that I think Google is just ignoring. Um, he did point out some scholarship links, which I didn't dig into, but I think it's theoretically possible. Uh, with that said, I've removed a lot of manual actions where we have not touched scholarship links and uh, uh, Google still removed the manual action. Um, so unless these were done in a super overtly spammy way, which I think is very unlikely, I think these are not um, the reason for his manual action. So I think there's something going on that we're not aware of. I think Dan's done some testing with, who knows, it could be, uh, there's some sneaky stuff you can do with canonicalizing content, um, especially if you have higher domain authority. And I think there's something going on there. And so the answer actually may not be in his search console links. But Dan's situation is uh, a little bit more advanced, I think, than most that are getting uh, a manual action. So that's all I'm going to say on that subject. I know a lot of people have been asking me stuff on Twitter about it. Um, so that's basically all I can say for now. And if there is more information that we can learn to see like, oh, Google's looking at this type of thing now, then I'll keep you updated on that. Going back to uh, Google News, there is, um, let's see here, a new feature in Search Console, Swipe to Visit Traffic is now available. Uh, and so this is an AMP-powered uh, feature, and if you are getting people swiping your AMP pages in order to... Um, uh, in order to get to your website, then uh, you can now see that data in Search Console. Um, let's see here. Local SEO, uh, it's now easier to reply to reviews. Apparently you can do it from Google Maps as well as um, from directly from your business profile. So that's good. We should all be replying to reviews as much as we can. Um, and another thing in uh, local SEO that's different... Most of you have probably uh, are aware of this Google Guaranteed service. So in some areas, if I was searching for, say, a plumber, uh, I can get results that are Google Guaranteed. And uh, basically what it is is if you I hire this person through their Google ad and uh, they do a horrible job or they didn't turn up or whatever, I can actually file a complaint with Google and they will reimburse my money. That's the way I understand it. Um, I don't really have a lot of details on how that system works. 
Um, but now there's another part to that, or maybe even a completely different service that instead of being Google guaranteed, it's Google screened. And uh, from what we can see, this is just for lawyers, financial planners, and realtors. And so far, it's only in Houston and San Diego. Um, this is how the Google uh uh, guaranteed started as well. They started it in small in some markets and then moved it on to uh, uh, to to be available in many places. So um, I'm not sure exactly how this works, but I think that if you have a client that's trying to rank locally um, and is providing a service, then this is something you should pay attention to because people. Uh, it's just another level of trust. Um, whether you agree with it or not, you know whether Google can actually legitimately screen people. Uh, it is something that I think a lot of users will actually trust. So let's move on to the Q&A section of podcast. And uh, I've really been loving doing this. We now have a newsletter. Uh, if you've been looking for it, it, we realized we took it out for a few weeks, a link to where you can ask a question for me to ask on podcast. Um, so this is kind of a long question, but I think it's an interesting one. Uh, it's from uh, Veronique. Hello, Marie. I have a client who has done entirely his website in JavaScript. He just posted it on June 30th. He uses prerender.io. However, I cannot crawl the site with Screaming Frog or with a website auditor. Google Search Console tells me that there are several errors on the site, such as missing canonical links and appended content. Off, uh, when I try to inspect these pages by inspecting the code, it will not display. I do not see anything. Um, okay, so what do we do here? So I don't have the exact answer because I haven't actually looked into this site. Uh, but what I can tell you is that if Search Console, if Google is having trouble rendering pages, then you need to fix it. Um, and I think you need to maybe test around not using pre-render and see is there something going on um, with this page? Can you can you produce this page as a static page? Uh, and will Google actually uh, be able to crawl it? Um, so I don't have answers as to how to fix the problem. That's a little bit outside of our area of expertise at this point. Um, but I know that the problem does need to be fixed. And um, it's something that you really want to pay attention to. So one little quick tip that we use, uh, although it's not 100% accurate. If you're trying to determine for, let's say a competitor's site is using some fancy scripts and you're trying to figure out, you know, since they started using these scripts, they're not ranking well. Um, you can actually see how Google renders their site uh, by actually putting them into the PageSpeed Insights tool. And what you'll see is um, that uh, that's how Google renders the page. Um, and then in Search Console, in uh, the um, section where you can, uh, what am I trying to think of? Uh, discover and index a, a URL. Um, index inspection, URL inspection, that's what I'm looking for. If you inspect the URL, uh, you'll be able to see there, you can do a live test and you can see a screenshot. Now, sometimes Search Console gets buggy and I have had pages where we've been trying to render them and they don't render in Search Console and then we go back the next day and they do render. So one thing I would suggest, uh, Veronique, is that uh, you actually test these again in Search Console um, and see, you know, and then another thing you can do is take text from these pages put it in quotes and then search for it on Google and see, you know, is Google actually determining that this text is on your pages? Uh, you know, is if not, it's not going to be able to rank. So I don't have the exact answer for you, but I do think it's something that needs to be investigated. And uh, because if this is a problem, you can do whatever you want for SEO. And if Google can't see the content properly, it's, it's going to have trouble ranking for anything. 
Um, so that's all we've got for podcast. Uh, if you are thinking at all of going to PubCon in Vegas, then I would really encourage you to come. Uh, we just signed up for a booth, which is really exciting for us. This is our first time um, running a booth at an exhibit, and uh, we've got some really cool stuff going on. I think we're going to be giving away some newsletters, subscriptions, and uh, having MHC team members available if you want to come up and talk about your site for a little bit. So um, I'm super excited about that. That's coming up in October. And until then, uh, I'm still working on my article about what Google is doing with health sites. I had hoped to have that out by today, but I think it's going to be a couple of more days, probably early next week, that we'll have that out. And um, otherwise, we're just working hard on uh, reviewing sites and trying to figure out what it is that Google's doing. So thanks so much for listening. And uh, I really hope you have a great week and wish you the best of luck with your rankings. Mm -hmm.